That was pretty weak. Two weeks in a row, though, right? Yeah. I, I thought you were gonna do like uh, the 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 um. I mean, that was Souls and Mitchell, but I thought you were gonna do the whole uh, Smith and Wesson. Where they go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the session at the Dog Hill. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't even remember that song? No, nah, I think that's Session at the Dog Hill, isn't it? <laughs> that's good, man. Real yeah. good. Uh, I, I was. Uh, Listen to that album actually uh, on the flight down to uh, Ontario. Ontario, not not Canada. Richard Richard DeCario. Richard DeCario. Did you, you play the Travel Jam? New York, I Bang, did, Rock I, the House. I did not. Um, that, that was like our go-to song. Like when, when you uh, that was well, when that, you yeah, when you were doing back to slow. Well, not only that, but like when you're searching for colleges, right? Like you went to Sonoma State, you checked out San Luis Obispo, and and we had to play the Travel Jam all the time. Uh, I was thinking about that song because uh, when I when I drove to Yosemite. Uh, it was like similar, like similar scenery, and and I remember like there was that one stretch of road where it was like just like two lanes, and it's like up in like just like national forest country, and I was like, man, like I listen to Travel Jam, dude. And there's a, there's a bunch of people going like, what the hell are they talking about? What the hell is a Travel Jam? There used to be this group called Brand Nubian, and it was it was it was three MCs and a DJ, but then something happened to their main MC called Grand One Grand Poobah where he went solo. And the other two guys had to pick up the slack, and not not only not only did not only did Grand Puba take DJ Alamode, so they so they had to come up with DJ Sincere, as the we God, all know. The God is in here. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But they did Travel Jam. That was a good song. Yeah, um, I I did listen to a little bit of the uh, Grand Puba solo album while I was on the plane. Too. Re- Real to Real, um, or, or 2000, 2000. 3, Yeah. Well, that wasn't 3,000, it was 2,000. No, it's 2,000. You're the thing of Dell, dude. Uh, with a yeah, little with this and yes. a little... Yeah. That one. That's, 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 the, that's the jam right there. <laughs> that That is the jam. And then um, the first song, the very special. Yeah. <laughs> Many guys have come to you. <laughs> all, all I want is all I have, something. Here comes... Here comes the man with the pecan tan, the one that flims the flam, the one that plays weak MCs out like ham. So how, how come you can uh, how come you can like spew off like rap lyrics like that? There's like 25 years old. But when I put you on the spot, asking about wrestling, you just like freeze up. When does that happen? No, no, <laughs> happens all the time. No way. The only time I freeze up is when you ask me to think? choose between uh, oh, Carlito's Way and Tombstone. <laughs> now, if, if, if you ever listen to this podcast, which you never have, you freeze up quite a lot. No, you, that's you not. Start, you start looking up in the heavens. Yeah, that's not wait, freezing. Wait, waiting for a divine intervention. Yes, then what is it? It's, it's I, I don't want to just come off with some um, random quote unquote hot take uh, just just to spew out some uh, some verbiage. I want to I want to make sure that that I believe what I say. You, you want to make sure you put everybody to sleep before you have to actually have something to say. I want to believe what um, I say. Yeah. And then just like, hey, well, you know, we're not like this uh, scripted show, right? So like, I don't know what you're gonna always bring up and. And you don't know what I'm you're always going to bring up. You're just making excuses for yourself. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking about what the show is. You got to roll with the punches, man. Right, but I'm, that doesn't mean like I can't uh, do the Bob Welsh and gather myself uh, before you, you I can before do, I. You can do the Bob Welsh. That, that, that's all I'm trying oh, to do. So this is what I mean, right? So name, name the top three pitchers of all time in baseball. There it is. Well, I know you want me to say Christy Matheson. <laughs> no, I don't want you to say nothing. Okay, well there you go. There's, uh, there's I, a name right there. I was just trying to prove my point. How, how you, how you lock a, up? 
How is that a lockup? It was like half like, a second. You're like Wedge Antilles over here, dude. <laughs> Wedge Antilles made an appearance on uh, Star Wars Rebels uh, Did he? a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it, how do you watch that? Because isn't that on Amazon? No, it's on, uh, it's on Disney. 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 Oh, Disney. Well, I, I, don't, I don't watch Disney. I don't either, unless it's Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. It's a good show. No, that, that's that's what I heard. It, it sounds yeah, good. It's good. In the, it yeah. has, has Osaka in it and stuff and everything. Yes. Yeah. Not Osaka, but, what, what, but yes. Osaka Town, right? Uh, yeah, Ahsoka. Yeah, same thing. Dude. Come on. Osaka Joe Hall is where. Uh, <laughs> well, let's not let's not him and Hall about who killed. Let's not bicker and argue over here. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, um, you know, we'll where, get where, into where's it. My, where's my Hall's Mount Olympus? Dude? Oh, it's right over here. Okay. Where, where's my Hall's Mount Olympus over here? Dude? Mount Olympus. Um. So it's like it's like the, the old dirty intro. Right? <laughs> the first time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I felt the earth tremble under my bones. <laughs> I'm just playing with y'all. Well, I got three. Come on. Okay. All right. Let's, let, let's do this. Right. Let's do so, this. so while I was uh, willa, willa. remiss to talk in so much depth last week about Goldberg, I mean, I don't think there's any way around uh, kind of leading off dude, the show with that. I was so happy, dude. I'm seriously, man. Like, I was so happy with my recording of Raw because um, I did. Yeah, the, Raw went long, and and. Uh, and I, I think I have like a, a ten or fifteen minutes after the recording, mm-hmm. you know, after it's supposed to end. Yeah. And right, right when he's right when he's about to talk, it, it cut out. So I was really happy about that. Really. Here, here, here's 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 what I want to know. All right. I mean, what what universe do we live in where Goldberg like? What, I'm I'm just I mean, where where was where was Dillinger at? Right. Like, doesn't he need like his his own security detail? To like walk down, you know, walk down to Gorilla and, and walk through the, you know, I, I just feel bad. Like, you know, if I worked for WWE, and I felt that I was like a good wrestler, you know, and, and, and I deserved like a, a big spot. But I have to go out there and, and stand in the hallway and kind of just like cheer this guy on because he's walking. I mean, why are they clapping for this guy? I don't get it. I mean, what, what has this guy ever done? Why, why would you sit there as a wrestler? Why would you sit there and clap? And why does Bob Backlund look like Pete Rose? I mean, that's what I want to know. You, you ever notice that Bob Backlund and Pete Rose look a, a, a lot alike? They both wear shitty-ass bow ties, and they're both old as all hell, and, and then they, like, cheer for no reason? Um, I, th- I think Rose is a little redder than uh, than Backlund at this point, but I never really, I never I never put that together. Okay, can, can you see it now? Um, I, I think if I looked at Backlund again and put and Rose again, I just saw Rose recently because uh, he's doing that person? post skate. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, we were uh, we were gambling down yeah. in a, with, with, with the big red machine. The, yeah, yeah. Don't let Kane know that that Backlund looks like Pete Rose because that that could be a, a big problem. Um, you know, I'm not going to blame the wrestlers because they're they're told what to do. But yeah, it's stupid, right? Like the, his whole entrance is stupid, man. I mean, I'm very going back to in his prime. Um, and I remember you, you would always make the point that it was like this guy's supposed to be the the biggest, strongest, toughest guy in the company, yet he's the only guy that needs like twenty security guards to walk into a ring, right? And you know, you know, they're playing off of that. I don't get that though. I but, mean, so that that question has never been answered. I mean, I don't, I don't get that. Great question. Why, 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 why do you need a security detail to walk the back of an arena? <laughs> is like, is there like a random like? Is there, is there some guy at the grassy knoll like aiming a rifle at him? <laughs> I don't get it, dude. Was that valuable? to the It's like Twan from from that Ice Cube video. Remember? Remember? You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Phone check, homie. Yeah, now your name's just Twan. 
<laughs> Are you yelling for the deputy? Deputy! <laughs> so, yeah, that. So, but I'll excuse that because, you know, they're told to do that. They got to, you know, they have to do what they have to do. But the thing that I can understand is I, I can't for the life of me understand why all these people are marking out. Um, well, there, that's, you know, there's this nostalgia play or whatever, right? The thing that shocked me is, like, I was fairly certain that I knew what was going to come, right? I knew he's going to get a big pop. Um, I knew he's going to come down and cut a horrible promo. And, and, and like, that I really didn't want to watch it. Um, I had no interest to watching it. It's like, of any, like, wrestler that you could dust off from, you know, our, like, you know, early 20s or teen years or whatever, this, this guy is, like, probably the absolute last guy. Like, I'd rather see... Uh, Disco Inferno? I would much rather see the Das Wunderkind, right? I would mark out way harder for Das Wunderkind than I would for Goldberg. Wait, wait, wait. Let me actually get to my point, though. So so then, like, since I got the late West Coast view here, so sometimes I'll see, you know, the Twitter spoilers or whatever, and there's a bunch of guys, like, people that I actually, like, respect, right? Not just, like... Not necessarily just like Mark fans or whatever, but you know guys that like um, like Brian Alvarez type, like people that have followed you know the business for quite some time, and and like these guys are coming on saying like oh wow that, like this was really good, and I'm like oh really like you know that's gonna be a real surprise to me, but like talking up how good and emotional this promo was right, so I was like okay you know I'll like you know you know I'll watch it right I mean I was gonna watch it anyway but I'll try to you know pull the George Michael and keep an open mind here. And it was it was just as bad, if not worse, than I thought. And it's like, you was, know, it, was it as worse as his, uh, as worse? Let me try this again. Was it as worse as his professor um, promo that he cut that one time, where he kept on saying classes in session? You can call me the professor. Classes in session. You know, say that it like vaguely rings a bell, but there was nothing memorable. The only memorable things, the the most memorable thing I remember from Goldberg's career is like. His terrible job of trying to act like he got cattle prodded, and the time when he couldn't, uh, the, the time when he couldn't get that guy from DOA up. You thought I was going to cattle prod you right now? You, you like you like fucked yourself no. up. And the the, the guy, <laughs> the guy from uh, DOA that he couldn't get up for a jackhammer, so he had to like push the, off the, the the Harris brothers. Yeah, he had it. And, and then they then they amped up the speakers to say Goldberg Goldberg while he's like struggling to try to get this guy up, no, up for his. No, he literally like he walked into the no, corner and the guy pushed off of the top yeah, of the turnbuckle for the speakers. And then he noticed that, and then everybody started screaming Goldberg really loud. Right, right. Because they had pumped that stuff on the speakers. Right. right. So, so um, like so you didn't hear the promo. I, I take it, right? I think he's like I think like his 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 crowning moment was like like you're next but you'll be last or something like that. Well that was the that was the way he finished it. But yeah. like the whole promo, like okay. He's like you know, so, he's, so, he's been struggling in stride. No, no. He's misses the business and he, Did you watch this promo? No, I'm just guessing. Right. I know you I know and like I said, it was for me it was far worse than I mean, this this is like a a bad John Cena well, what, promo. Was I right? No. Okay. <laughs> so he comes out there and don't get all mad at me. I didn't cut the promo. And um, you know, they're they're saying all this credit for like, you know, how he's emotional and stuff. And it's like, you know, he looked like super I'll give him this, like he looked really excited to be there. But the only thing was like he, he got this huge chant, right? So like I think it's just like, Oh, they you know, they they know who I am, they they remember me like but it's like it was like a total like uh the way I perceived it was like he was like totally marking for himself on like this pop he's getting right 
which fair enough, whatever, right? But he gets on there, and then the thing is about how like there's no heroes out there, and and he wants to be a hero to all the kids, and the whole promo is just like you know how these kids like he's gone around the world promoting the video game, and whenever these kids see him, you know they they remember him. I'm like none of these kids remember you. They they weren't alive the last time you were wrestling. First of all, the kids you're talking about. But the whole thing's like I want to be a, I want to be a superhero. I want to be a hero of these kids. It's like, it's just drivel, man. It's just going on and on. It, it, it was literally like a bad John Cena promo. But at least with John Cena, like, you know, there is like a fan base that he's been building up for 10 years or whatever. But for Goldberg to 15, try to... 15. What, what are, whatever, 17. However many pretend years they want to say it, right? Um, but for Goldberg to come out here and all he's getting is a straight nostalgia pop from, I guess, 30-somethings. It is. Right. But then, well, not even to acknowledge that that's, you know, the audience that he has. All he's talking about is kids that don't even know who the hell he is. It's just, it's asinine, dude. It, it makes no sense. It's just, and, and I mean, it's just, it was, it was, John Cena was, was salivating in, and, and at, at Goldberg's ability to pander. is how bad it was. And it's just, I, I don't know, <laughs> I really don't know how anybody, but especially, People that like have followed and and you know I think kind of know what they're talking about saw like any kind of anything special in that in that promo at all. It was it was it was bad. Because well, they they grew up in a time watching. I'm not talking about like like. Then who the hell are you talking? Why are you getting, why are you cutting me off for? I'm trying you to cut me off like five times just oh, trying to say oh, he's walking go. down the ring. So someone's getting sensitive. Okay. okay. And <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 you're right. You're, <laughs> no, I'm talking about people that like, um, like I said, like Alvarez specifically, but like a lot, a few like the like um, some of the dirt sheets, like like uh, or like good like um, good sources of information, like um, like pro wrestling. I don't, know, I don't know if I, I don't know if it was. Twice. I mean, it might have been Ink, and then there was another one, and they were talking about how how good and impassioned this promo was. Like, yeah, but how do you think those guys are that are running it? I mean, I mean, the whole thing Alvarez is, like, is probably ten years older than us. I mean, okay. he's been doing like the Observer with uh, Meltzer for forever, okay. right? And it's like these guys, like, they and, and what, what did Alvarez say? Just like he was just saying how good the promo was and how like like how, how passionate it was and and uh, like kind of like maybe it was like Goldberg's opus or something. It was like, I mean, it's a really low bar, but it was a, there was no sarcasm in what he was saying. He yeah. was just saying like how good it was. Like Mr. Goldberg, and then, yeah, yes. And then even um, I looked the next day, and they were showing the. Um, it was like the highest rated RAW in the last like um, couple of months. Which yeah, I know Raw's ratings have been down, but it was steady all the way through where the the third hour usually dips. Like it was all the way through. Like you know, people wanted to see this thing, and like, I mean, I I just don't get it, right? I, I don't get it at all. Like, um, it's like there's one teacher. That's like you know, maybe like ten years younger than us, and like he doesn't really follow wrestling close, but he he did used to watch it. and He kind of knows what's going on, and he kind of brought it up to me, and he was all excited about it. I mean, that I, I kind of as a casual viewer, right? Um, I guess I could get that a little bit. Someone that doesn't really watch wrestling that closely, but like for people that actually watch wrestling and follow, kind of hard to it's kind of hard to understand, and especially like if it's these same people that want to come here and rail on. Roman Reigns week after week, but then they're going to mark out for something like that. I really don't know. What, I have no idea what these people like think they're watching or think they want to see. Okay. 
Can I talk now? Yes. Okay. I, I, I didn't want to cut you off. Good. I, I, I apologize. Yeah, I, I can be bigger. I apologize for cutting you off. I thought we were like, you know, I thought we were having like good, good back and forth, but I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I, I accept. I mean, you're like a Goldberg fan that, you know, like gets all butthurt about something. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's, that's what it is, right? I mean, seriously, like, I mean, how is this different from any other time that we've been wrestling fans, right? Like, there's, there's always been like some baby face that people really like, and we're kind of scratching our heads going like, you know, what the hell? I mean, the whole thing is, I mean, here's, here's the difference, right? So, I mean, when, when we first started watching wrestling, what I was trying to say is like, so like guys from PDO, PWI and, and Torch or whatever, I mean, they, they probably, their, their first experience in wrestling was, was probably the Attitude Era, right? It, it was probably, you know, Goldberg was a big part of that, you know, in theory. But the whole thing is, you know, that there's a, there is a, there is a growing, there, there is a trend where there's no critical thinking, right? I mean, it's like the whole thing is like a lot of people just take what's given to them and they try to turn it and be positive about it. And what I'm saying, and the reason why I'm saying this is because our first guy, our first baby face was Hulk Hogan. Like that was our first baby face, right? And, you know, we liked Hulk Hogan for maybe two years. And then we started kind of watching this guy's matches and going like, well, this guy isn't really that great. I mean, like I'm still, I still root for him, this, that, and this, but there's better wrestlers out there. And the whole thing is, is you know, it, there, there's like a responsibility to, there's a responsibility, believe it or not, there's a responsibility to be in a wrestling fan, right? I mean, the whole thing is like, while, you know, they, they, you know, a lot of people living in age now, they've never had to defend wrestling. They've never had to like have their parents say like, well, you know, it's fake, right? I mean, now it's like, it's a given that it's fake. Everybody knows it's sports entertainment. And the whole thing was that when, when you're being told all the time that it's fake, and you watch a guy like Hulk Hogan, and you go like, "Well, I mean, that, that guy's like so, that guy's so corny and he's so fake." You know, it's like, "Well, I'm not going to gravitate towards that guy. We're going to gravitate towards like the Macho Man. We're going to gravitate towards hell. I mean, you can even say you can gravitate towards Tito Santana. I don't, get, I don't care." But there are certain guys that that we would follow, and certain guys that we would like, just to kind of counterculture what people were telling us the whole time. Now that we like kind of live in a in an age where we know it's sports entertainment, and 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 the attention spans are so short. And it's like, you know, and it's like the first thing too, right? Like, like for a lot of people, this is like their first trip back to nostalgia, right? And if you grew up, you know, during the Attitude Era and your nostalgia is Goldberg's streak or, you know, Goldberg doing a spear, where our nostalgia is the British Bulldogs, is the, the Killer Bees, is, uh, you know, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, that's our nostalgia act. I mean, what, what, what can you do? I mean, we, we were lucky enough, in, we were lucky in a time where, we we watch wrestling become what it is today, you know. It's like it's like it's like a great show. All these wrestlers are really good, you know, like the good ones, right? Like Rollins, you know, Finn Balor, Nakamura. I'm like we're we're lucky enough to watch all these guys ahead ahead of them make wrestling better than it is. Well, you know, the, there, there's people are saying like, man, I wish it was like the Attitude Era, and where we're going, like, well, okay, yeah, like the Attitude Era was great, but you know, what was great too. It was 1986, 1985. That was great. You know, the Four Horsemen Era was better than the Attitude Era. So this is like their kind of this is their foray into this whole nostalgia act, and unfortunately, their nostalgia act is someone as crappy as Goldberg, and that's all they have. Like these guys have never even seen like Macho Man in his prime, dude. You know what I'm saying? No, but that, that, that still doesn't fly, right? Because, it doesn't fly because like a lot of the the tenants of these guys are like talking about that time 
in Goldberg's time, and they're talking about like how the people that were really um, the the guys that you know need to be remembered are your Eddie Guerreros and your Chris Benoit and your Chris Jericho. That's the guys that you know for uh, like their reference point that they generally count. You know, you don't hear these guys on a day to day basis saying, "Yeah, Goldberg and Jericho," and you know these were the guys that 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 built that era of wrestling. You know, none of these guys mention that guy. And then all of a sudden he comes in and that guy marks out like crazy. Or if you want to talk about even like the younger generation where you're saying like this is their this is their nostalgia. Like most of the um, the people that, you know, want to dominate, you know, talking wrestling, you know, on social media and online, they're mostly going to be your um, like your, your better workers, your independent style guys. Those are the guys that are always trying to prop up. And again, they're always trying to attack a guy like Roman Reigns. Or um, it somehow seems like the pendulum kind of swung on Cena, but traditionally been attacking the guys like Cena or Batista or guys like that, right? And Goldberg is like the worst version of all of these guys come back and then just going to flip out and say, oh, yeah, this guy's so great without even knowing, you know, anything about so, it. So why do they say it then? Why do they say it on social media? Why are they doing it? I mean, really, I, what does I, it come down to? I, I, I don't know. Well, like, um, did they get a reaction? Yeah, that's, I mean, is, it, is it a troll jobs? They see like some guys are good, and like they'll let you know they're trolling, and they still make they're making good commentary. But there's a lot of people that are dead serious about this. And they're Goss effects, right? Dead yeah, serious. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I think it is a troll job. I mean, I think the second that you said like you know on social media, I mean, I, I think it is a troll job. I mean, social media itself has changed the way people ingest and watch wrestling, and the whole thing is like. You know, you just troll and say Goldberg's great, and then just a bunch of people will like comment back, and half of them say that he is, and half you know, them say he's terrible. And you know, then the whole, you get your mentions. The, the whole up. thing is, is yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I think I think there's people that that want to get want to get a lot of mentions, want to get a lot of retweets, want to get a lot of likes. When you get a retweet or or if you get a like, you know, it's like oh yeah, that's good. So I mean, the whole thing is like we tell the truth, right? And how many retweets do we get? You know, like I have seven some seven seven hundred some odd followers, right? And I can turn around this day. I can get I can get on WWE Raw, the next show, you know, with their little scroll on the bottom, and I, and I can say a bunch of crap, right? Like, oh my God, you know, Cesaro is so great, uh, whatever. Which was actually Cesaro and and uh, Cesaro and yep. what's his name have been entertaining, but but I can I can I can have that scroll the whole time, right? I mean, I can get on that. But since me and you say the way that we actually feel, we get one or two favorites, right? And it just gets to a point where it's like. A lot, and yeah, I think I think it is. I think it's a troll job, and the whole thing is like people want to be validated, and they 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 have their validation through Twitter, and they'll say things to to get their mentions or likes up. And I'm not saying that they're doing it just to just to get, you know, a bunch of reaction to it, but I think that their brand on Twitter, I think clouds their judgment, and I I truly believe that that's what they think that that, that they're doing, but they get so involved with the product, they get so involved with all the Pomp and circumstance and the hoopla and and they and they they tow that WWE line right, and I think they get so involved with that that they say things that you know that they <laughs> consciously they they think is is the right thing to do or subconsciously, but if, if you really sit there and, and and judge wrestling for what it is, you know it's like you know you sometimes you gotta stop right sometimes you gotta stop I mean, you know what like hey you know what a Brock Lesnar's match sucks now Brock Lesnar sucks right now because his match is the same thing over and over again. Right, I mean, sometimes you gotta step back and say that, you know, and, and that's the difference between us 
and other people, and even people that are, that are in the you know there's that the guy Alvarez that's fifty years old. Well, he's so he's so embroiled in it's like it's like when when, when you're coaching or whatever, or when you're teaching, right? And you have some crappy student, right? And you're working on this guy for such a long time, and, and like you 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 put in all your effort into it. So even if he has like a glimmer, a glimmer of like being like a good student, right? Or, or he has like he shows like a glimmer of potential to be better than what he is. You as a person are going to go like you know somebody asks you about him, right? Like well, what about this kid or whatever? Even like when I coach soccer, right? Well, what about this? Oh, they played great. Well, that kid played like crap, but they played better than what they are. So Goldberg, as crappy as he is. For one second, he did. He he raised the bar an iota of of an inch, and, and people are going like, "Well, hey, you know, like, well, he cut a good promo because the bar is set so low for this guy." See, I think that's about the worst promo you can cut. Personally, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yes, but but can you see? Can you see like a Brian Alvarez? No, no I can't because like, if, if if hold on a second, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, okay, let me let me ask you the question first. Goldberg is is has been such a bad promo throughout his whole flipping career, right? So the second that he he raises the bar 0.5% and Brian Alvarez is in the business of of making of wanting to make wrestling better and want and wanting people to like wrestling more or just make it more mainstream. I mean that's his job. His job is to show like how great pro wrestling is. If Goldberg raises the bar of 0.5% in our eyes, well it's going to be 5% maybe Brian Alvarez's eyes cuz he's so embroiled in, in the business. So you can and I'm not defending what he's saying. I'm not going to defend his promo. What I'm saying is you're asking a question, and I'm going like, well, you know, if a guy sucks so hard in, in a promo, but he shows like a little ounce of, of getting better when as, as a as a guy that's in the business and wants to make the business better, just like there, there's a there's a kid that instead of you know instead of getting a a D minus, he gets a D. Aren't you gonna like spout the, you know say, say tell that kid, wow, like you know, hey, like you you're, you're you're getting better. That you know you, you gave a really good effort this time around. And, and you're improving, and you've done a lot better than you did last month. Uh, maybe. I mean, if they if if they really if they really did, then yeah. But if if uh, if it's like a kid who I would think like has like this kind of potential and like is just like went from giving like zero effort to a minimal effort, I'm not gonna like do a backflip for that, right? And, and that's the thing. I, I can understand it from, like, a general, like, you know, your general, like, Mark Smart point of view to, to do that kind of thing. And I, I, I get what you're saying. I guess, like, you know, he, he, he doesn't want to shit on the business, right? But I just think, like, people like him in general, one of the reasons why um, they're in the business for as long as they are and, and have a lot of credibility um, is because they the people that they have said are good touted for having the good matches and and whatnot like gives them some credibility and when you start like going a little overboard on something that's really pretty bad uh, then you lose credibility and I, I just think like he's been a credible guy for a long time and it just like uh, didn't make any sense it's like it's like make the analogy um, of that I'll, I'll make an analogy to like some of these like um, like uh like i mean want to call them sports reporters right but like guys that are like whether they're beat writers some or like announcers broadcasters some of them are very legitimate like uh like a kawakami where you always know he's going to get good information and tell you like what his opinion is and then you got some other guys who are like like a bob fitzgerald who's just going to shill for whoever's paying him and say how 
you know, how for a, like, we're in the, we're in the midst of, you know, for the, the people that have been following the Golden State Warriors for a long time, you know, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the nation thinks that Warrior fans are all a bunch of bandwagon people. And I think, you know, maybe nationwide, I, I bet there are a lot of bandwagoners out there, but um, the, the Barrier fan base has supported that team for a long time through some pretty terrible years. And we're going through, like, stretches of, like, 15 years without making the playoffs. And Fitzgerald's talking about these guys, like, they're, they're, they're all getting ready to, uh, to go into the Hall of Fame, right? It's like, you lose all credibility when you talk about something that terrible being as good as you're trying to make it to be. And, um, I mean, I think he's a very credible guy. Um, I just thought, like, they just, and I don't want to say he's the only one, right? He's the one that, the name that's coming to mind, because I think that one just shocked me the most. But other sources that I think are reliable, like, I, they just kind of, like, they got me to the point where I was like, well, if these guys are saying it, like, that it was really good, you know, maybe I have something to look forward at the end. Maybe I'll be surprised. But it was actually, and so I came into it, like, looking more positive than I had thought I would have been coming in. And it was worse than I thought it was going to be. So, but if we just came out and roared, at least I'd say, okay, that's Goldberg. But yeah. now you're going to want to talk about the kids. Well, gonna... but that's the thing, right? And and let me let me let let me let you in on a little something, okay? And and I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to say I know more because I've I've done it, right? I'm going to say that, okay? But as a as a journalist or as a reporter, right? Sometimes. And you know, and you can take all the Trump crap and, and how the media is biased and all that stuff and, and, and these are for like all the rednecks and stuff or anything like that that thinks like the media has an agenda. The only media that has an agenda is the media that you know has an agenda, right? Like right wing agenda, right? Like Fox, they have an agenda. You know, they're right wing, which is fine. I have no problem with that. That's what that's that's not. and the reason why they do that is so they can get ratings. What I'm trying to tell you is with Fitzgerald, I don't know who Fitzgerald is. Bob right? Fitzgerald, the Warriors announcer. Yeah. So Okay, yeah, and then that's why I don't know who he is because he sucks. So, what I'm trying to say is, sometimes you, as a reporter, you are so unbiased, okay, that you take something for what it is, right? Like me and you come into this situation knowing that Goldberg sucks. We always know that Goldberg sucks. We always know that he's gonna he's gonna cut a crappy promo, right? But when you are when you are reporting on 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 like say like if 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 I'm reporting on Goldberg on this promo, I can't come in saying that Goldberg sucks. I have to sit there, okay, and hear what he says and take it for the face value without any without any other preconceived notion of what I had for this guy before. So the whole thing is that a, a lot of your objectivity as a reporter you can't do. You have to you have to call it as it is, and. The only difference is I, I'm not going to say like, well, you know, Alvarez is in the right because Alvarez is offering his own opinion. But the whole thing is that if if, if I'm watching this goal, if I'm watching this Goldberg promo, and someone asks me, and I, and I, I didn't watch it, okay, but I can kind of figure out where it went with what you're saying. If someone has asked me, say, how did Goldberg do tonight? I say, you know what, Goldberg did a good job tonight because here is here are his old promos. Here's a promo that he did today. It was different. So he's trying. I think he did a lot better. And the whole thing is like, I don't agree. I agree with everything that you're saying, right? Because he's never talked about kids before. He's never talked about like being a hero before. He's tried to, but most of the time he just says, you know, you're next. And he said four or five words, right? It's kind of like the same thing when, um, well, <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. It's kind of like the same thing where, uh, with Ryback, right? Like, so Ryback. So I think Ryback's a perfect example. 
when Ryback has the perfect example. When, when Ryback, exactly for all for all the preconceived notions we have them before. But when he first cut that first promo, okay, and we talked about it, what did I say? I didn't say I think Ryback sucks, right? But I took Ryback for what it was. I said, you know what? Okay, look it. It was a written promo. I said, but he did a good job. Even though I thought the promo sucked, I'm like, he did a good job for what he was. Okay, Goldberg. I'm not saying he did a good job. I'm not saying he did a bad job. I'm saying I'm on the record right now. I'm saying Goldberg sucks, and I'm saying right now. That anybody that thinks that Goldberg is a good promo or Goldberg is good for the business right now, you're an idiot. So I'm on record saying that. But if I had to be objective about it, I'd probably say, you know, Goldberg showed improvement of, of what he's done in the past. And, you know, but I'm not going to sit there and go like, oh, it's a tearjerker. Man, he really opened my eyes. I'm like, what a great job he did. I would just say, I would say, you know what? He's, he's trying something different. You know, let him keep on trying to see what happens. I'm not defending the guy, but that's, that's what you have to do when you're, when, when you're reporting on stuff. All due respect, because yes, you, you do know a lot more about that business than I do. Um, but my understanding would be like um, there's certain type of writers that are columnists that when they write um, an article about a game are supposed to be not objective and just give you like the black and white. This is what happened. Um, you know, this 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 hit happened in this inning with this out, many outs and this and that, and this was the turning yeah. point, right? But then there's a lot of columnists that are more like again I'll bring his name like like Kawakami who they don't do that their job is to like like take in as much information as they can and then give you like their logical opinion on what's going on and some of these but, so, you, but you like Kawakami right I do yeah but, and I like and, Kawakami but too and but not, there's a lot of people that don't like him yeah there's a lot of people that don't yeah. like him but that's most most of the people that don't like him they can't separate um the idea that that um, that their team sucks from the fact that he's saying he's just reporting on the fact that they suck, like they think that he's like somehow causing them to suck. Which mm-hmm. is, those are mostly the people that don't like him. Like hey, the people that can take objective criticism like him, and people that get their feelings hurt because their team is uh, is two and fourteen, and he says that that's a bad team. Those are the people that get mad and say you're a hater, right? Um, well, that's the majority of wrestling fans. Well, I'm okay, but. I'm saying in this instance, most of the people that um, had done a lot of this writing, I, I put them more on the side of a Kawakami who they take in their information. They have a lot of good sources. They, they've watched for a long time. And then they give you kind of like their piece together opinion based on information. They're, they're not the columnist type that just say, well, he came out and he said this and he got this reaction. Like I usually think. It's not really like they're just reporters in that sense. I think there's there's different kinds of reporters, right? I'm I'm, I'm right about this. Yeah. Okay. Well, and at the same time, wrestling, in terms of reporting on wrestling, is in is in its infancy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and if, 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 if you have one yeah. newsletter, and maybe for, they have for the past twenty five years, and that's the only source you have for news, it's in its infancy. Even like a guy like a the the dead man, right? That writes for the Ringer. I think I think he's way positive on stuff he shouldn't be positive about. I no, know no. I know what he wants to say, but he doesn't always say it. The mask man, I think. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. He's he's on Deadspin too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, no, fair enough. Oh, one more thing I did want to add, and then we'll move on, because it's kind of when you were saying uh, the last thing you were kind of talking about in your example about um, Goldberg was um, so it it, re- it reminded me that not only was he talking about how he wanted to do it for kids, but you know, then he also mentioned that you know he was there because he had to kick some ass, right? Which was kind of went back to your whole tenant. Also reminded me a lot of. Reminding me of, like I said, a really bad Cena promo 
where Cena like goes out and talks about the kid and how he's this role model, and then he needs to like kind of cuss and be a tough guy and say he's gonna kick somebody's ass. It's like you're you're all here for the kids, and then but you're here to kick somebody's ass one more time, and and, and you yell at the top of your voice. And this the sad thing is, is that every time John Cena does that promo. People lot him for it. They're like, "Oh man, what?" A, I mean, seriously, like you know, respected people say, "Like, what a great promo." You know, I mean, it's just I don't know respected people. A lot of people, uh, no, there's a lot of people that that at least like I think are like good, you know, people that I follow and stuff. I think know about the business and stuff, and they're like, "Oh man, what a John Cena promo!" I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? There, there. What what I liked is there's there's one guy that I follow on Twitter, and uh, you know, and you know, and someone someone wrote like a. Uh, He's like, you know, if you're not coming, if you're not like coming out of your seat right now or whatever over this promo, you know, it's like, and this guy's like, yeah, he's like, I guess I'm sitting down or something, you know. So, I mean, there are people out there, right? And and and, and, and we're fighting the good fight, dude. Trying, trying to, trying yeah. To. All right, um, but it is. I mean, but I mean, it, you shouldn't be surprised about this, right? Um, it surprised me a little bit, just in that, um, you know, he's been a guy that completely distanced himself from wrestling. hasn't shown any love or care for wrestling, and uh, in a in an age of people that pretty much don't care about anything that's happened more than two weeks ago, um, for them to like get all hyped up for a guy that most of them probably never saw that just kind of surprised me. They have never seen a Goldberg match. They're in for a real week. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe I'm looking at it all wrong. Maybe they're cheering Goldberg because they've never actually seen him wrestle. Or I mean, the whole thing is like if, if you I mean, if if the match that they saw was against him and Brock Lesnar, okay, I mean like that's a totally different match than, than Goldberg's had to do in the past. They 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 haven't had to sit through the quote unquote a hundred and fifty seven in a row that he's won. Right, but even that Lesnar match has been pretty much critically universally panned as a bad match. But what what they show what they showed in the Kind of like the highlight clip, they show like three or four moves, and it's like, wow, what a match, right? Because it's like crazy ass moves, right? <laughs> Unless they decide to go actually watch, actually the match. watch it. No, I know, no, I know, dude. I mean, all right, hey, Robert DeLongshank, dude, right. sheep, you yeah. know? Yes, absolutely. All right, I want to get off that topic, and I want to, I want to actually go to something that's that's kind of near and dear to your heart, oh, perhaps, dude. maybe. Okay, um, your girl Paige, um, she got suspended for a second time. Yeah, um, like I just is. I wanted to bring it up because um, you know we've we've talked a few times about like um, you know the direction of women's wrestling and and like when this whole kind of thing started out I like was we kind of had a lot of talks about like is she better than AJ is she going to be the one that's going to kind of lead the way and while I wasn't like a big mark for her I, I liked her I thought she was good but you know I thought she had a long ways to go and my thing was like she hadn't really done a whole lot yet and then years. And I think a lot of people was more like, well, you know, it's all there for and it's going to happen. And it's just kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen, obviously. Um, and I, I, you know, not that I, again, not a huge fan of hers, but I think there, she could be a pretty valuable piece in the divisions that they have. Like, I think this is kind of like the thing that I see is like, you know, the people that start off good and they have potential, but, you know, you have to see if they can actually last and make it through. And I know in a lot of ways, I think, what happened? What's happening to her is sort of unfair. I, I got a whole vibe that like they tried to like make her not date Del Rio, which I could care less if she does or doesn't. But that, that's their business. It seem like it should be the company getting involved. So in some ways, there's a lot of hint that maybe she got a raw deal. But um, I just wanted to kind of get your take on on the whole thing because I knew like you were a big fan of hers and, and thought like uh, you know she was going to be like a major player in that division going forward. 
No, you're, you're proven right. I mean, everything, all the criticisms that, that you said about her in the beginning, you're, you're proven right about that. But the, she's been passed by already. I mean, she, she's a non-entity. Done? What? Well, she's done for me, at least. I mean, the whole thing is like, you know, she, she's a Natalia. You know? I mean, the same thing. It's like, you know, Natalia, good talent to send this, but she ain't, Natalia ain't going to do shit. And Paige ain't going to do it either. I mean, she's been so outclassed by... I'll tell you this right now. So for in the time that Paige first came to WWE, okay, if, if you were to say, like, okay, you know, there's going to be a, a year period where you have Paige and you have... Um, you have Nikki Bella, and and which one's going to be better after nine months? Everybody was to the page. Nikki Bella's kicked her ass. I mean, Nikki Bella is so much better. And, and I don't care about wrestling. I don't care about pedigree. I don't care about indie crap. I do not care, right? Like if you're going to give a gold a Goldberg pop to someone, give it to Nikki Bella because I, because Nikki, you know, has had was a great heel. I mean, she. I'm not saying she's a great face. I mean, she. Nikki Bella is 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 so viable right now that she's having a, a crappy. Feud with with uh, with what's her name with Carmella and I actually like care like I'll actually like I'll actually like at least watch it like yeah. I, I fast forwarded it but at the same time it's like all right you know like I know what's going to happen I'm going to fast forward because I can't stand Carmella. What I'm saying is that Paige Paige had Paige had her window of opportunity okay I, and I don't think she was squashed I don't think that she was I just think it was, something happened but the whole thing is like you bring in <laughs> I mean you you bring in. You know, you you bring in Charlotte, right? You bring, you know, it's like she can't have a feud with Charlotte, right? I mean, like, she had all the makings of a feud, right? So I'm like, and I don't care about anything backstage. It's like, sometimes you got to put your boots on, dude. You know, like, and if, if there's obstacles in your way backstage, then you know what? Then you do what they ask you to do. Sometimes you got to do what you, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, right? Like, you don't like your job 100% of the time. I don't like my job 100% of the time. But you know what? I need to make a flipping living. I don't, you know, she has a guaranteed contract. We don't have a guaranteed contract. You know what I'm saying? So like, she's been outclassed by, by um, she's been outclassed by Charlotte. She's been outclassed by Bailey. She's been outclassed by the boss. So I don't care. I mean, the whole thing is like, I'm not going to sit here and stump her and defend her. Do I like her? Yeah, I like her. You know, I I, I like her look. Um, I I think you know she's a decent wrestler. But the whole thing is, and and I'm saying decent, right? She hasn't upped her game wrestling wise, and there are way better women wrestlers out there right now. I think Alexa Bliss is, is, is just as good as she is. And Alexa Bliss is raw as all hell. Becky Lynch. Oh, of course Becky Lynch is. Yeah. No, I, no, I know. I mean, yeah, the Becky Lynch is a given. Dude. Right. I mean, I'm you, just, you put those four together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like running down the list. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want, yeah, I was curious because, you know, I mean, I I just wanted to pump the brakes on like anointing her, but I did think that there was definitely something there. But yeah, I just. Well, you, you had a feeling about her, right? Uh, I mean, you, I you, thought you, she you, was going to be good, but I just didn't. You had a feeling about her not being the next big thing, right? Right. Because oh, I, because I had kind of seen Sasha and Charlotte a little bit so, in NXT, so, and I felt so like very, very horrible yourself right now, dude. <laughs> I can't, I can't reach. I don't have my suspenders on. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not like. No, I know you're not trying to say like I want her to fail, right? I, I would like her to, but the more good performers they have, the better. So it's not, you know, if the, she can come the, back and be good, I'd be ecstatic about it. If if she can't, if she can't be successful in this climate. Right, if she can't be successful in this climate of women's wrestling, then there's something wrong with her. And and you know what? And she needs to look in the mirror and figure out what the hell she's going to do. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me, from everything everything that that I've kind of seen, and, and you know, a lot of it is staged or whatever it is. But it seems to me that she cares more about the back room than she cares about being out front. And and the whole thing is like, okay, you need you need to take care of the backstage, but you know, you also need to perform. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is like, she hasn't improved as a wrestler. And and I, you know. 
if you're gonna lose, then be the best loser there is, right? And it's like the same thing, right? It's like it's like an age-old thing, right? Like if you're gonna be a janitor, first of all, there's nothing wrong with being a janitor. If, but if 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 you have cho if you have chosen to be a janitor, or even if you have to be a janitor to make ends meet, you better be the best damn janitor there is. If you're gonna if you're going to lose to someone, if you're gonna put someone over, then you better be the best damn person to put someone over. Unless you're Dolph Ziggler, because that just gets you uh, held back. Hold on a second, but I mean, yeah. you know, Dolph, I, Dolph yeah. is a perfect thing, right? No, you're right. You're right. No, and, and, was... and, and I'm not saying because he's an intercontinental champion, it's all changed. But has Dolph made a good living for himself? Yeah, absolutely. And if, and if Dolph leaves wrestling tomorrow, can he be successful somewhere else? Yep. Do you have faith well, that he's going to be successful somewhere else? I mean, it sounds like they wouldn't let him leave because they want to transition to a backstage guy even if they don't have him wrestling anymore. So he's cut. He's definitely cut himself out. I mean, and, and, and why is that? Because every, everything that's been given to him, he hasn't bitched and moaned about it. Maybe he's bitched and moaned about it, but he's turned it and he's put it in hard work. Mm -hmm. Paige has to do the same thing. Yeah. All right. Um, and, the, and those are, those are the wrestlers that I like. You know what I mean? Those are the wrestlers that people should like. Not guys like Goldberg that have a million dollar look and can make a million dollars whenever they want. But it's like, you know, it's like the Arn Andersons, right? It's the Tully Blanchards. It's, it's the Dolph Ziggler's, right? We can, go, we can go all down the line. You know, like Chris Benoit at the time. Chris Jericho at the time. Rick Martel. Rick Martel at the time. And, and Rick Martel had a great career. Yep. So, I mean, whatever, dude. All right. Um, That's my take on it. Man. Okay. Now I'm, I'm like, I, I just, I just, Now I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, do you, do you have anything um, specific you wanted to address from this week? Um, no, nah, it's just kind of, you know. It's, right. uh, well, and then if, if you don't have anything specific, um, I did want to, I thought, like, the you, rest. You, you know specific what I want to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, well, I mean, Raw, okay. Raw's fine. SmackDown's fine. Right? I, 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 I don't like the main events on either show. But the whole thing is like, you know, it's, it's, it's become, you know, Raw right now, I mean, WWE right now, the biggest, the biggest compliment I can give it, you know, it's, it's like the family dog, right? It's like, you know, every time you get home, that, that dog is going to be there, it's going to greet you, you know, and, and you know, like, if you spend five minutes, just five minutes or maybe even two minutes just sitting down with, with, with that dog, and that dog gives you like 100%, 150% love, like, and then no matter what day you have, right, like, your, your, your day becomes a little bit better, right? That's what wrestling is to me right now. It's like it's not great, you know. And the whole thing is like the dog is always around. Like, ah, okay, whatever, dog, get out of here. But the whole thing is like it, it's it's like you know it's something there, and, and I can have it on. I can be doing other stuff, but that's what it is now. I'm not like getting so. I mean, it's not like I'm just going. How come this isn't happening? How come that isn't happening? Their programming is good, and sometimes when your programming is so good, it gets stale. And, and it's funny that you bring up, you know, guys like, you know, Goldberg and stuff because they can't remember stuff from two weeks ago. Well, I mean, the, the program has been so good that it's like, okay, it's there. It's, it's fine. I, you know, it, it, we're so used to going like, well, how come this isn't happening? Well, you know what? Everything's happening. Everything's good. I mean, hell, I mean, like uh, <laughs> Rhino and uh, Slater. Rhino and Slater. I mean, that, that's a great act right there, dude. Yeah. It's everything, everything, everything's working. The only thing that isn't working is Carmelo. Like, just, I don't want to see Carmelo anymore. But... Everything else is fine. I, I I don't I didn't like the Bray Wyatt stuff, but yeah, that's a small little thing. Okay. With him in the casket. Yeah. yeah. Tisca in the casket. Bray Wyatt's in the casket. So then I was gonna ask you, um um so you were saying in our show last week that uh you had been having some technical difficulties in uh watching Raw, but I did kind of tell because you uh, sent a couple tweets out, you, you you did see the majority of Raw this week, right? So since I thought like you'd had a little bit of span been maybe three weeks or so since you watched a Raw. Um, 
and you haven't had to see it like like you were just kind of talking about you know you know it's always there so not saying that you pine for it or anything but the story probably developed a little bit in the last couple three weeks and like i had brought up to you uh Seamus and uh, Cesaro becoming a team, which you didn't know about. So now that you saw that, like, you know, things that have been going on wrong, like you've got a little bit of separation from it. Did, did you like that team? Yeah, no, I did. I, I, it's actually, it, it felt, it felt like everything that I liked about Seamus when he first kind of started, like, yeah, he, he's putting on an act a little bit, but it's more closer to like who he is. Like he, I, I kind of feel like this is kind of who the guy who he is. And, and I know he's having fun with it. So since he's having fun with it, I, I believe it more. So yeah, I, I like that act. I mean, I, I thought I thought it was cool. I, mean, I thought like the lights are down, and and it's been such a long time. I didn't. I thought that's what, that was their entrance now, right? And I was like, man, what a great entrance. And then it was like, and then James was like, no, this is my entrance or whatever it is. I thought it was fine. It it I, I, I'm gonna watch it now, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of like the whole thing. It's like it's kind of like a, it's very Miz and Mizdow like, right? Kind of like that has kind of had that has that nice dynamic and. Seamus is being utilized the way I feel that he should because now he can kind of be a comic foil. Yeah, I feel like it's more like um, comparable to the early uh, Daniel Bryan and Kane team when they teamed yeah. them up and they were supposed to be like one was a heel and one was a face and you know it took them forever to get along and all that. I, I kind of feel like it has that vibe a little bit um, more so than than because because as much as it sucked, Sandow was pretty like pretty happy to take the back seat to uh, to the to the Miz. So we kind of like stole the show with his antics outside in the ring, but these guys neither one wants to take the back seat. But I think I think they've been a good team, and, and I like what they've been doing so far. So I have a question for you. Yes. Okay. So for everything that everything in terms of time frame, you know where I'm going with this now. But you know, timing of the show and everything like that. What do you think? And because you brought this up before, how do you feel Carl Anderson jobbing that fast to uh, to Enzo? Uh, um, or not Enzo, but to Cass. Because that was a pretty fast, that was a pretty fast job. Dude. Yeah, they're. I don't think they're doing any justice to Carl Anderson. Um, but you, at least it was, at least it's cast. At least it's right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But the thing is, too, like, no, I don't. I don't really understand it. I don't mind him losing a match to Kaz, right? And and Kaz has been kind of their whole push has been put on the back burner recently. Um, so whatever you want to have, let them have a match. Good. Let, let him have a match. You want Kaz to win? Fine. But let him let him let him have like a good five ten minute match and do something. Um, he gets beat. If Enzo cheats him or something or or whatever, that's fine. Okay. But yeah, the, let the guy go out and put on a show that he can put on. Cause he he's a really good hand, and uh, he's getting shortchanged quite a bit. I don't think they realize what they have with this guy. Right? No, they don't. I, and because the whole thing is like Anderson, whether he wins or loses in the ring. I mean, he was like the driving personality of New Japan, right? Like, he was like the Mike guy and just just a classic heel-type character. And here you have like a – I'm not saying that Enzo is a classic babyface, but you have two of the hottest babyfaces on the mic, and you have one of the hottest heels on the mic as well. I mean, like and – I, and I think it, he, it's a case where he loses out by attrition because it's like you have Jericho. You have Jericho going crazy on the mic. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that list thing is I'm, – I'm waiting for that every week, which is funny because – I was waiting for Enzo and Kaz every week. Well, now it's like I want I want to hear Jericho. So it's funny because uh, the whole the whole Jericho and and Kevin Owens team came out of the little mini feud that went nowhere with uh, with Enzo and Kaz. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I know, but I, that's just like kind of the whole thing is like there's big, there's there's bigger fish right now that, that they want to kind of they want to fry, and it's kind of, it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be one of those things where 
you know, four, all four of those guys, all four of those guys can be, you know, all four of those guys can get heat in either good heat or bad heat. And it's just a case where they, they have too much right now, right? Let me ask you this then, because they started bringing it up on TV with New Day. Um, they start, like, actively mentioning, like, um, the the consecutive days record that Demolition holds. Do you think that they're just setting it up and they're going to hold on to the belts for that long? Because, like, I think, I think it's really to the detriment of the club, right? I think, like, we're talking here, you started this conversation talking about um, Carl Anderson and is he kind of getting screwed, and, and I think he is definitely. Um, but more so as a team, I think they're getting screwed and they're not getting uh, anywhere near, like, um, the credit that they deserve for, for the team that they are. And, like, you know, all power to the New Day. I think the New Day is great. But um, I think that it's getting about time, and 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 they're they're running the risk of 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 taking away um, Gallows and Guns' credibility uh, by the way that they're booking them right now. Well, I, I think it's kind of the, I guess it's the urban legend of Enzo Enzo and Kaz are WWE WWE made. Um, you know, the New Day is definitely WWE made, except for Xavier Woods, but I mean, Xavier Woods went through the system as well. Mm-hmm. So, Vince is always going to protect the guys that have gone through the system as compared to two guys that made their name for themselves in a, in a different corporation, because if if those guys become the dumb, well, I mean, you can say that about AJ Styles, but the whole thing is like, I mean, AJ Styles, you, you don't do what AJ Styles does. I mean, the, the whole thing is like, AJ Styles, that, that's a, what he's been able to do in that climate is, is, is good but for the most part right like they know they know that AJ Styles is like you know is like the I mean here's the thing he's, he's, a, he's the exception to the rule Dan, Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan's gone CM Punk is gone Who who is the next big indie guy that people can get tonight right you know that people actually like he's been around for a long time and people know okay Seth Rollins is your, your in, he's your indie guy but he hasn't been around as long as AJ Styles has not, not, not quite, not quite anymore. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, AJ Styles, AJ Styles was, was like the next like really big, right? Star. But they, but they did, they did run in the same circles in Ring of Honor like quite a while. Ago. Yeah, a lot of a lot of their experience um, crosses well, itself. I mean, the whole with, thing is, you know, the whole thing is that New Japan for when, when they had all their guys, you know, I'm talking, you know, I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking Nakamura, I'm talking, I'm talking the Bullet Club, I'm talking Finn Balor. When, when those guys came out, you know, when when that when that show came out, that game that was a small little dent in terms of wrestling dominance that the WWE had because guys like me and you were starting to talk about you know New Japan and watching New Japan the whole time. So the whole thing is like I think it's kind of the same thing with like what happened with WCW as well. It's like these guys came from New Japan, they ran New Japan, they made a name for themselves in New Japan. Well, there's no way in hell that they're going to come in and run roughshod all over the WWE. It's like they're going they're going to protect their teams first. And then maybe after like a year or a year and a half, that's when they start getting their dues. Okay, maybe so. And, 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 and plus, I, and plus, they lost their they lost their biggest ally in AJ Styles. I mean, they're the perfect muscle for AJ Styles. Now that they're split up, what do they do with them? You have thirty riders. They don't know what to do with these guys because those thirty riders have never watched wrestling in their life. I just yeah, but I just think like they've done a good job of building these tag team divisions and. Part of like continuing to make these tag team divisions work is having a team like Guns and Gallows continue to be viable, and I just think they're starting to they're starting to uh, kind of they're starting to run the run right on the borderline of making them not viable as a team. I don't think Raw has a good tag team division. I don't think they do. 
I mean, you have you have New Day, you have Enzo and Kaz, and you have Guns and Gallows. Well, none of them, none of them are in tag team matches. They're in six man tag matches, and they're on one on one. Sheamus and, and Cesaro, but they're not doing tag matches though. They, nah, yeah, yeah. you know, I they, mean, they, 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 they have the they, They've been doing some ta- some uh, matches, but it's nothing compared to but. <laughs> it's, it's not nothing compared right. to, to SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, sure. SmackDown, sure. SmackDown, even though it has it doesn't have the big name tag teams, their tag team division is way better than Raw's right now. Because mm-hmm. you know Raw doesn't spend time on tag teams. Right. Okay. I, I, I will give you that. Dave. All right. I think the the performance is better out of those teams, even though the bigger names are on the Raw tag teams. And and but in terms of charisma and stuff, Raw it's Raw. Raw, Raw has all the charisma, but they don't actually wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so here's uh here's what we've been waiting for. So after last week when you when you agree with me that Curly's way is not as good as you thought it was. No. Uh, no. Never never convicted no, no, no. on no no, 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 it's not that. <laughs> never said that. That's wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Let me get back he, to let me get back to Japan. <laughs> he's a he's a nasty co host. <laughs> Isn't he a nasty co host? So uh you br- you brought up a question. And I want to ask you, so you brought up the question, you can ask this question, but <clears throat> I want to talk about um, what, what, what happened to you, okay? And, and here's, here's what I'm going to say. Whatever the hell happened to, to, to Craig Mack, dude? Craig Mack had a good album, and you never heard from the guy again. What happened to that guy, dude? Um, my guess would be that, uh, that Puffy kind of... Latched on to uh, Notorious B.I.G. and left them behind, and maybe he didn't have the production going forward. I don't know. Like, well, and but but okay. So I, 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 I won't even that. say he had, he didn't have a great album. It, it was, wasn't a great album. Yeah, but he had, had like, a good album. He had a great song, and maybe about like two or three, three or four. Songs. Yeah, really. The good album songs. was good. I like the album. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't it, terrible. It wasn't terrible, but couldn't, couldn't they do? So I agree. So he latches on to Notorious Notorious B.I.G. Right. No problem. I mean, Notorious B.I.G. That was pretty good. Okay. But but then he turns the, the but then his next big production value that he turns his attention to is Mace. Yes. <laughs> so so that's what I'm trying to say. What happened to Craig Mack? I think I think what it was was that is that Puffy realized after Notorious B.I.G. died. Well, because Craig Mack was already out of the picture at that time, and I'm not I'm not making life of Notorious B.I.G. dying. But I mean, he lashes on a guy like Mace because Mace sucks so hard. That he could rap with Mace and people were like, man, Puffy's really good. And it, it was like funny. It was, it was like it was like Puffy like pretty much killed old school rap. If you think about it, right? Well, I've I've always maintained that that the death of the hip hop industry started with the rise of. I used to say three people. I think I think I'll take it down to two at this point. Um, I've always said it, it was Puffy and it was Master P. And the third person that I put in at the time, but maybe maybe I was a little too harsh. Was maybe I'm with, with, not Nelly. It was Nelly? Yeah, the, yeah. But like, I might I might be willing to give Nelly a pass a little bit just because like I think his whole his whole like kind of background is a little bit different. But like, I maintain that the fall of it, uh, the fall of the business, and this would kind of like line up with the whole like why he would like link up with Mace was um, that. The artistry was gone, and no one cared about like the like. There's the craft. No, no, yeah. Well, it's yeah. all about the whole thing that 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 Mace Puffy like, started was Mace is like the Goldberg no, wrestling. No, it was it was it was all. If you made money, 
then then it didn't matter if anything was good. And then anything anybody that that thought that it wasn't good, they had to be a hater. And and once the term hate, I'm serious, dude. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. Once once the term hater came around, then it justified everybody to just say, well, like doesn't matter how stupid, like you know, I don't have to ever reflect or think critically, like you said earlier, critical thinking out the window. Like no one has to. I don't have to put in the effort to think critically. Just like if I make money, if I, whether I'm selling to like millions of stupid people or a bunch of sheep, like it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Like if I'm making money and if someone else doesn't like it, it's a hater. If my song sucked, even though I know it sucked, they're a hater because I made money anyway. And like you got a whole another generation of of people coming through thinking, oh well, I'll just do that. And like you know, someone someone if I make money, then 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 it was good. And and there was nobody to critically analyze like what anybody was talking about, content, who was stealing what, and it just devolved from there. And I think that's what happened. I think Craig Mack. Um, was, thousand degrees. Yeah, I'm not. You know, he wasn't great, right? But like, he was your classical, like, like uh, New York, like kind of from the street rapper, right? And it really turned away from that to being just like you know all like glamorous and like high production value. Like, that's that's kind of a funny thing with with rap music, like post like late nine late nineties and two thousands, like. The production value became like excellent, right? Like especially guys like Kanye West and stuff. But like the like it was so clean within all these like quality studios that they had that it, a lot of the sound completely lost like the connection that it had to the streets. Like when they're like you know making music in like in the basement or in wherever the hell they're making it, right? In the apartment, whatever. And it, it lost like a lot of the, the 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 realness of what like that art form was supposed to be. And, uh, yeah, I, I put it on Puffy and Master P was the, Master P was absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. Make him say, uh, okay? This guy's making millions of dollars off. No, 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 come on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> People are just buying it. Yeah, yeah, this is great. <laughs> it's great, yeah. Just ignorant music, man. It's ignorant terrible. music, I like it. <laughs> it's just terrible stuff. I was going to say, oh, yeah, but, you know, Panda's out now, dude, yeah. Panda's kind of hot, dude. <laughs> do, do you like it? Do you like me? It, rap is so bad right now. I mean, rap is so bad. Panda's a song, though. Panda Not, is a song, yeah. Future's the artist. I, would, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know. But but that that's how bad that's how bad rap is right now, right? Like, Panda is somewhat of a serviceable song because there's so many bad songs out there. So when we're talking about Goldberg. Like, I'm not saying that, but... So I'm, I'm saying, like... Looking at Panda objectively, no, I'm, I'm seriously like it's like all right, I'm like at least this is like a song I can listen to. I'm not saying I like it, but it's like if 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 another rap song comes on, I mean I, I'm looking at this this iTunes stuff and I'm trying I'm looking at all these artists' names. And I'm like, who the hell are all, are all these guys, dude? And then you have a guy like Kendrick Lamar who's actually pretty good, but the whole time the whole thing is like I don't have any time to listen to it. You know, so it's like it's kind of like Paige, right? It's like rap has passed me by, and it's like I'm listening to all the old stuff. I mean, hell, I'm like you know like. I mean, like, Eric B. and Rakim, Tribe Called Quest, dude, like, Public Enemy, you know, Wu-Tang. It's like, and, and look, that's, I'm just naming that off the top of my head. Like, even L. Cool J had, like, had, had a couple good albums here and there, right? And it's just Dana Dane, dude. I mean, <laughs> Slick Rick, Dougie Fresh. I mean, like, all these guys, like, it was, it was like a club, right? It was, it was like, it was like, when you, <laughs> when you, EPMD, when you listen to all these people, it's like, it's like, Everybody was like related to each other in terms of like knowing each other, right? I'll, I'll tell you who uh, 
I'll tell you who Goldberg is. He's, he's the young MC of wrestling. Yes. Yeah. This guy just shows up. Young, you could say young MC kind of. Well, I mean. No. He, he no, was, he no, was, he was like whatever you're, Whatever you're saying, no, you can't. He was the first nail, right? He was like the first, like, he was like the kind of the tap into the nail of, of the coffin. Because everybody knew who young MC was. He was like the Skilo. <laughs> no, no. Young MC and Skilo no, are, are no, one of the same. Dude. No, because no one knows who Skilo is, right? Like, if, if, if you... If, if you just busted out Young MC, right? Like there'd be a bunch of like uh, you know early thirty something that that <laughs> heard the name and they'd be like, oh wait, I've heard this name. This guy must be good, even though I've never heard this guy before. Yeah. And they'd mark like gold, like they would for Goldberg, just so <laughs> they can claim like, hey, I'm yeah. I'm old school, dude. I, I know Young MC. <laughs> young MC is pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, I I agree. I don't I don't know what to say. And when you have the No Limit Soldiers be on WCW, that's a bad thing into itself as well. Because didn't they have like a Young Jeezy's birthday or something like that? Silk P or something like that? Oh, Silk, Silk the Shocker. Yeah, his his birthday. They celebrated his birthday on, there was on, something uh, like that. on WCW. Was that WCW? Yeah. yeah. yeah yes, because they had the No Limit Soldiers were trying to wrestle for a little bit. Yeah. 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 Terrible. Terrible. Almost stuff. as bad of an idea as uh, making, I don't know, David Arquette your world champion. Well, let's not get into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, you posed me a question last week, and uh, I think it's time to ask that question. If, if, if you forgot the question already, dude, come on. I know I had. I, I know it was a comparison of two movies, but I can't remember what it was. You're, I was you're, so you're, you're terrible. Dude. I was so messed up on nah, this. Whole, uh, I don't want to hear about you how you're all messed up on this whole uh, Tombstone versus are, 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 you, are you being serious right now, dude? Like you really forgot the you really forgot the question. It was two comedies, dude. Which which is the best? Oh comedy? yes, yes, yes. Oh, you remember now, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, you want me to say it? Anchor, well, yeah. Anchorman and um, and Forty Year Old Virgin. Okay, oh, go ahead. That was that, I posed the question to you, right? You, you posed the question yeah. to me, and, and I'm trying to think right now. Uh-huh. Like, oh, no, really? But I'm not looking up in the space because oh, so the, the, the audience can't tell. Well, here's the whole thing: is you, you never answered the question about Curly's Way and Tombstone. You're like, you, you, you took the easy way right. up. You took so, the back door. Dude. So, what are you gonna see? What you do? All right. So, if if I had to, if I had to go on the spot, let's see. It's you have Forty Year Old Virgin, and you have Anchorman. Yeah, it's tough, dude. I mean, that, those are two really good movies. And the whole thing is, like, a lot of people know what Anchorman is. But a lot of people sleep on the four-year-old version. Like, out of all those out of all those Seth movies or whatever it is. I mean, who's, who's no, the... No, it's the, the Apatow. Judd yeah, Apatow movie. out of all those Apatow... Uh, out of all the Apatow ones, I think four-year-old uh, version is the best one. Do you think four-year-old version is better than Anchorman? No, it's, it's tough. I mean, because the whole thing is... is Anchorman's an Apatow movie. That's true. That's true. So... I'd probably say four-year-old version is my favorite, but I don't know if, it, if if it's the best. You know, I, I think I have to go because I'm just trying to think of catchphrases. I'm trying to think of performances. I I think I, you know, I th- I think for the stars, the stars that it made, and 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 the unknowns at the time. I mean, they were kind of known, but they're still unknown. I think I have to give it to Anchorman just because it, it blew up. Uh, all the other characters, right? Like, who's the dude that played uh, Brick, right? Yeah, uh, Steve Carell. And then who's who's the other guy that played, uh, you know, with the Jack John- Jack Johnson and something Pete Merriweather or something like that? Uh, Tom O'Leary. No, the, the Jack the, Johnson and Tom O'Leary. But who's who's the sportscaster guy? Oh, uh, um, I don't he, know his real. I know his real name, but he, he's an Ant Man now. Yeah, he's Ant Man. Oh no. Yeah. No, you're talking about Paul Rudd, but he wasn't the sports anchor. Oh yeah, you're right. So no, Paul, Paul Rudd, yeah, Paul Rudd was right. the, was Paul, the guy in the streets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul and Rudd just just off of Paul Rudd, champ. Yeah, just off of Paul. whammy, <laughs> champion. <laughs> I took a crap in a Japanese family. 
because in their kitchen. And I ate it. <laughs> I, I crapped out a squirrel in the, in the Japanese family's kitchen. <laughs> that was like one of the deleted scenes or something like that. But, uh, you know, but you have like, you know, Sex Panther and, and uh, just just for... West Mantooth. Yeah, just, just for, yeah. Just for <laughs> Paul Rudd's walk, you know, in the for their opening scene yeah. where, where he's doing that walk. Just yeah. on that alone. All right. That's good. Good movie. So, so you go on Anchorman. I'll, I'll have to go Anchorman. All right. Where, where are you going to go? Um, for me personally, I'm I'm going Anchorman. It, I, I don't. I had this part where it's like I think I watched Anchorman so much that like um, then there was a there was a point in time like a maybe two to three year uh, period where I actually like I think I preferred four year old version because yeah. I know the subtleties came out. And, I mean, I think it had to do with me watching Anchorman so much. And then after I just kind of stopped watching them both for a long time, and then when I when see them come back, I think I think I like Anchorman better. But I think I'd say overall, the four year old version probably um, is more uh, relatable to a larger base, right? Because I think like Anchorman is like really a guy's movie, and also like you really have to have some concept of like how bad sexism was in the seventies, and like like the glass ceilings of the seventies. If you have, if you have no idea, then like then it seems it seems like way more over the top than it actually is, right? Like, because if you compare like that being a timepiece of the '70s to like right now, it seems completely laughable. Like, it's so over the top, I wouldn't believe it. But that's pretty much how it was. Like, that's not far off from how bad it was in the time, right? With the littering and stuff, or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Or, or, or like drinking. So I'm gonna say this: I personally like the old version better. Like I, I like four, I like four year old version a lot because it's it's the, the the dialogue in there and I think a lot of people forget a lot of things that are in that movie right like Kevin Hart's in that movie right even like the whole thing come back just clapping them <laughs> even like the whole thing where like uh, where um where uh, what's his name uh, who's who's the uh, Carell's like yelling at them in the yelling at them in the sound room right. And he's just like yelling and like the, the two girls <laughs> the he's like, man, he's a badass. <laughs> <laughs> he's really getting it. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, you know, and, and, the, and the other guy, who's the, who's his main friend in that Jay? movie? Oh, Seth Rogen? No, it's not Seth Rogen. No, the, the guy with the... the black guy, Jay? Yeah. I, I just know he's Jay in the movie. I don't yeah, know so I mean, that guy, that's like one of the best performances. That's like one of the best comedic performances ever. But what I, what I really like in, what I really like in, uh, in Anchorman my favorite part of the whole movie is when he goes, I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> he's, he's like, God damn it. It's just the question mark, right? So, and even like, so like when I was working, when, when I was working, when I was working in the, uh, in the newspaper, like, like my reporter, she was, she was really cool and stuff. And like, you know, when you're sitting there for like 12 hours and you're sitting next to her for 12 hours and we're just like busting her ass working, right? And I remember one time, like we're, we're doing something out of the blue. She goes, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and I just started, I just lost it, dude. So. So there's a lot of good stuff with that, with that movie. He'll, re- he'll read anything you put on that teleprompter. And I mean, eh, nah, dang. <laughs> well, she, she was in The Goods, too. She was yeah. pretty funny in that. And she's like, yeah. She's in a few of those movies. Well, she's, I think she was in the, um, she's in this uh, TV show, too. It's like a comedy, which is pretty good as well. But it's on HBO or, some, or Showtime or whatever. Um, but, I mean, 40-year-old, 40-year-old version is still pretty good. But it, I think it's, it's this relatability. That kind of thing kind of detracts it. It, it. It's not as cult, cultish as they like Ron Burgundy, right. right? But I think it, yeah, it relates. It, it's it's more in modern times, so like more, you know, the average 
like uh, the more modern person, whether they're younger or to middle age, can understand it. Yeah. And they it's more um, it's more you know adaptable <laughs> to, to the, the women folk. You guys have nothing to say. Even the retarded guy <laughs> says something. <Yeah. laughs> Even the guy who can't think says. Yeah. Yeah. So. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. Yeah. Like, I will take your mother Dorothy Mantooth <laughs> out for a nice steak dinner and never call her again. <laughs> No, there's the seafood dinners. My bad. The seafood dinners, yeah. Well, even like, even like playing the flute, you know, like. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> Do eat that poop for the way you talk about my city. <laughs> and and then, he was in there too. He was in there too. That's what I'm saying. Pat yeah. Armisen and the the Casa Joe. I mean, Casa Joe's in there as well. Yeah, the oh the bear. bear, yeah. He <laughs> comes from a proud people and stuff. Nah, it's it's good, dude. And at the end, like, hey, is that Sex Panther? <laughs> All right, so uh, we're out of here. Uh, we never introduced ourselves, but um, hey, for the for the twelve people that listen to us, um, you know, you know who we are. Uh, we got better have my dumb over here on Bad News Ramen, and okay, maybe we'll check you out next week. Maybe we won't. I really don't care because I don't get paid for this. We gotta think of it. We gotta think of a. a we out of what? <laughs> yeah, we out of what? You, you know that's Method Man that's saying that. Sounds about right. Yeah, I, I never, oh. I, I never knew that it was Method Man saying that. So. Uh, you know, next ne- table for next week. Who's the better rapper, Raekwon or, or Ghostface? Message recorded, lessons restored. There's mental organs like lentil.